Baker Mayfield, uh, a pretty big domino, I think, for this offseason pre-training camp to fall. Baker Mayfield trade. He is on his way from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers. What does that mean for the Browns? What does that mean for the Panthers? What does that mean maybe for some other ancillary quarterbacks and teams around the NFL as these dominoes fall? All that coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. If you don't know us, hi, I'm Brian Peacock, NFL (laughs) analyst. Uh, That is Matthew Williamson. You know his work from ESPN for years. Uh, You can read his work about the Steelers right now. He's doing radio about the Steelers in the Pittsburgh area. We've got a West Coast, East Coast thing going on here. I'm also the host of Locked On 49ers and uh, Matt, of course, you know, former Akron Pitt, Cleveland Browns scout. He knows his stuff. And uh, I just tee it up for Matt Williamson. In most cases, today's biggest news is the Baker Mayfield trade, Matt. And Baker Mayfield on his way to the Carolina Panthers. Really just a dump of Baker Mayfield, who, um, while his star doesn't shine as bright as it did going into the 2021 Football season, uh, former number one overall pick in the same draft as Sam Darnold, who's currently the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, was the number three overall pick. Um, his star doesn't shine as bright as it did, but man, the Browns picking up $10.5 million of his $18 million salary. Baker Mayfield taking a pay cut of $3.5 million as well to facilitate this trade. So the Carolina Panthers giving up a conditional fifth round pick not this coming draft in 2024 and only taking on five million dollars of baker mayfield's salary to get a starting caliber cornerback in the quarterback in the nfl uh for just this move alone for the panthers seems pretty good on paper but the panthers have been doing a lot of other things at quarterback the last couple of years that none of this adds up makes any sense in the end but at least this deal makes sense for the panthers on its own and uh it is just really a bargain of a, of a starting quarterback that the Panthers just got and maybe gives them an opportunity to salvage this season and Matt Rule's job. 100%. I mean, I have a hard time being critical of the Panthers' side of this at all. I mean, frankly, I think the Browns have kind of botched this from the beginning and, um, you know, burned this Baker Bridge and now we're paying for it. And um, let's start with what I think of Baker as a player. I mean, first of all, you know, going out of coming out of school, I would not have taken him first overall. His rookie year, when he won rookie of the year, I thought he was a little overrated because if you look at the defenses they played, they were all meaningless games. But I'm trying to be as impartial as possible with this guy. I mean, he tore a labrum in his shoulder in week two or three last year, then had like a hundred other injuries after that and still played through it all. And I understand the scouts look on things of it only matters what you show me between the white lines. Well, I'm not that old school. I mean, I think you have to put some context in what you saw. I think he has, I don't want to say limitations, eh, maybe limitations, even on his best day, he has warts. There's no question about that. And we can get into some of that. But really, I very much believe he is the 
15th to 20th best quarterback on the planet. He's a starter. I mean, he's a legit dude. And we can talk about strengths and weaknesses if you want, fit, all those things. But I, I, I think a lot of people have sold him short. Nobody wants Baker. He's a backup. He's useless. He's a thousand times better than Sam Darnold. No, he's a lot better than Sam Darnold. Yeah. And it's funny because Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield might both throw the ball to the other team a little too much, mm-hmm. but it, it happens very differently. And Baker Mayfield's the type of guy to want to try to make things happen and might throw into some mistakes where Sam Darnold is quote unquote seeing ghosts, right? Yeah. And uh, and there's some big plays that do sometimes happen because he's a talented guy. But it, the the end result is much different to me. And Baker Mayfield has displayed he's much more ready to to lead an NFL team on the field than Sam Darnold is as far as his play on the field. Now, leading a team off the field is where there's also been some problems with uh, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland and some personality stuff. And now, look, if you had a personality conflict with Odell Beckham, get in line, right? Because it's not yeah, like right, he right, hasn't right. had conflicts with teams already in the NFL and certain quarterbacks. And and uh, it's not quite T.O. level weirdness, but you know, Odell's a, a different guy and his buddy from LSU on the same team, Jarvis Landry, it seemed like there was definitely a, a team Baker and a team former LSU receivers there in Cleveland. And now all of those guys are gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, so, I, I mean, I, I think you can't question Mayfield's competitiveness, dedication, all those things. And I thought he showed that in spades last year, playing through all those injuries. Um, some of the things that concern me about him, people think that, height is overrated it's not i mean wilson breeze are probably are hall of fame level quarterbacks but they have made up for their lack of height for several reasons they're phenomenal moving around the pocket the saints were unbelievable in terms of providing breeze with guards and centers that were at the best of the best level out there the browns did the same thing with mayfield but all those guys and still true with wilson they sometimes just don't see open receivers in the middle of the field. That's really where height can bother you is there's a lot of trees and sometimes you don't see the open guy coming across the middle. And and therefore Mayfield scrambles a lot, gets out of the pocket. He's not a great pocket mover like Breeze was. Breeze was a, I always talk about Breeze with his tennis background. You know, he just move a couple little steps, stay in his position to hit the ball again, you know, and he was great at that. Mayfield has a terrible habit of when things go bad he rolls to his right and everyone in the world knows it now like I've watched him every game against the Steelers of course he rolls right into TJ Watt and Watt knows he's coming you know like it happens time and time again the Steelers have this blueprint of just getting big and rushing him knowing he's going to roll right into TJ Watt and it always goes badly you know I mean so that's what teams do and part of it is because Throwing rolling to your left is really hard. <laughs> you know, a, 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 a NFL football throwing to your left, often against the grain, and he doesn't do it well. So he needs to work on that. Will he ever get that right? I don't know. Um, I like his arm strength, but I think his arm strength is overrated because when you watch him throw the football, he loads up like Brett Favre and throws these massive fastballs. But the guys with real arm strength are the Mahomes that flick their wrist and get the same velocity. You know, like he loads everything up and tries to knock people over. And yeah. that's not <laughs> functional. He, he does. And it, one of the things that happens when you're a college player and you load up and you've got a really good arm, it's like, wow, this guy's got an NFL arm. Or you see him sure. run around. He's got athleticism too. But when you get to the NFL, you're 485, 40, doesn't play as well. And you're not as a right, loose. Right. And when he lined, when he winds up like Brett Favre, Brett Favre's throwing 95 mile an hour fastballs. He's throwing an 87 mile an hour fastball. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. Like, comes out yeah. a little differently and a lot of hero ball involved there. So, 
Um, I, and I his athleticism is a little below the line too. You know, like it's at the uh, line. If you're if you're small, you better be athletic. And it, it, I, I think Knight Tice calls him an unathletic Russell Wilson. You know, I mean, like yeah. in the Big Twelve, when in Heisman's, he's athletic enough. Which is why I thought his best fit was Seattle because of the style yes. he plays and making some big throws to some of those receivers they have, and probably a bad fit with Stefanski's offense, really, even though he's played well in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, you mentioned Drew Brees is one of those shorter quarterbacks. Drew Brees is the, the king of getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds, right? And 2.5 and under is where you want to be, especially in that West Coast style of offense. And Baker Mayfield is not really that type of guy. So we'll see what that looks right. like with McAdoo. McAdoo's offense is interesting because um, he's, you know, like, Eli Manning was a guy that got the ball out quick. And uh, when McAdoo was running that offense, it's sort of a West Coast, you know, he's a West Coast guy, but he he's not as under the center West Coast like Stefanski and Shanahan are. He's a little bit more shotgun West Coasty. So I wonder if that will help Baker Mayfield a little bit. It'll feel a little bit more like his college offense. It'll be a little bit more spread and he'll be able to see the field a little bit. Um, but it, it's still, you know, West Coast family of offenses. I still think Seattle is a better fit, but I think maybe McAdoo's offense could be better for Mayfield than Stefanski's offense was. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I brought this up recently, but Ben and I GA'd together at Pitt for a year. He was the offensive graduate assistant. I was a recruiting guy. And the defensive dude, we were in this little room together. I mean, just a sweaty, disgusting little room that we and he slept there all the time. And, you know, the GA room, you know, I mean, so we were like the pledges, you know. So Ben's a good dude, um, works extremely, extremely hard. And you're right. I mean, I think the McAdoo fit isn't quite as good as Seattle. I, you, you've done a great job the last month or two talking about Stefanski's not a great Baker fit. The, the Russell Wilson Seattle is, and I 100% agree with you, and I think Ben's somewhere in between. Um, they do throw the ball a lot in McAdoo's system. I think they'll utilize McCaffrey really well. But looking back at those Giants days, too, they fed Odell like crazy. You know, short slants. Like, DJ Moore shot up my receiver list for fantasy. You know what I mean? Okay, let's pause right there. Yeah, because I think a big winner of this as it pertains to the Panthers side of things, not only Matt Rule potentially, if Baker Mayfield is the guy and is a nice step above Sam Darnold, but we got to talk about the receiver room mm-hmm. as well. So let's focus Panthers next, and we'll talk Cleveland Browns because there's a big conversation with the Browns about what they do now because if Watson's gone, yeah, they're down to Jacoby Brissett, and that's about it with Baker Mayfield now officially no longer in Cleveland. But first, let's let the folks know about our friends at Build Bar. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff, one of the newest flavors of bars at Built.com. And not only do they have the traditional Built Bar Coconut Brownie Chunk flavor, but they also have the puff treatment as well for the Coconut Brownie Chunk flavor. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. It's a lot of words, but what are we talking (laughs) about here? We're talking about deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. I'm more of a standard built bar guy. I think Williamson or your family's more of a a puff family. Did I read that correctly? It's hard to say um, because every time they arrive, they last very, very short amount of time. My son is 15. I'm just under 6'3", 6027. He just passed me and lifts every day. So they vanish like the second they arrive. So I'm not sure that any of them get shortchanged, to be very honest. Yeah. A growing yeah. teenager that might be on a lifting yeah. program would like Forget that delicious 
flavor and also <laughs> with like the 17 grams of protein that comes in most built bars high in protein low in calorie low in sugar that's what we're talking about i don't know how built does it but they make a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar the best tasting protein bar on the market you can get some with 15 percent off with our promo code at built.com right now whether it's coconut brownie chunk or any of the flavors or a mixed box of built bars go to built.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com thanks again everybody for making peacock and williamson your first listen every day for your second listen check out everything that is happening on the locked on nfl channel uh, we've got experts daily talking about the entire league and of course the locked on nfl youtube channel is the home of peacock and williamson as well okay matt so the carolina panthers let me just let me just talk about dj Moore for a second to get this out of the yeah. way because i think it's important he's one of the better wide receivers in the league he signed his extension sooner than some of the top receivers we're seeing right now or else we'd be talking about him as a 25 million dollar a year guy right and he's Great. probably yeah. keeping himself like thinking man i should have maybe waited an extra year before <laughs> i signed my extension um, but he's really talented. He's good after the catch. And I think there's a lot more there with him. And he's been remarkably good and remarkably consistent. But, I mean, stock through the roof. And I don't even know if a fantasy ADP, and we haven't talked about our fantasy war room with wide receivers yet. I don't know if fantasy ADP could even catch up to DJ Moore. He's going to be on all my rosters this year now that Baker Mayfield's in town. And he's a guy that's not afraid to let it rip. And I think DJ Moore is going to be a huge beneficiary of Baker Mayfield coming to town. 100%. I've always been a more believer. In a way, him and um, McLaurin remind me of each other in that they're not quite in that top tier, but they're really good all-around players, and both of them have been really hindered by poor quarterbacks over their career. And now, you know, Wentz and Mayfield, to me, are in the same tier. You know, they both might have the, a, a good quarterback situation. It's not Mahomes. I get that, but it's a good spot. Um, I mentioned the Beckham usage. A lot of quick slants, you know, from Beckham, then go after the catch. Moore's even better after the catch. He's a little more physical. And I really remember the year that DJ Moore played with Teddy Bridgewater. I guess that was two years ago. When you watch Carolina tape, there were so many, frustratingly many, big plays downfield where most quarterbacks would have let it fly and Teddy didn't. He checked it down to McCaffrey. You know, it's like, ah, and Baker will let it fly. Absolutely. Robbie Anderson, he publicly, yeah. I think, badmouthed Baker Mayfield earlier on in the offseason when that was one of the rumored things. And he's backtracked on that. He says he's OK. With it. And I think he's going to like Baker Mayfield because he's not afraid to, to let him rip. And Robbie mm -hmm. Anderson's that, you know, vertical threat in the offense. They got Terrace Marshall. They got uh, they got a lot of weapons there for Baker Mayfield. Now they needed to figure out quarterback and, and maybe they did. And look, I love the chip on your shoulder revenge tour. Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar quarterback from here on out or anything like that, but I just like I, I like the value that they got in Baker Mayfield with that move on its own. But Matt, when you talk about the Panthers yeah. and what they've done in total over the last couple of years, but even this offseason, it really feels like and this is where you got to crush both the Browns and the Panthers. What is your plan? Who is you guys are professionals at the top of the heap of your profession? And you look like you have zero plan with what's going on with these things, with the most mm -hmm. important position on your team. So the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold before last season. Uh, they traded a sixth-round pick in the 2021 draft, plus a future second and fourth for Sam Darnold. The Jets just ended up with Brees Hall with one of those picks, right? 
My bad. Right. In this draft. So a second, a fourth, and a sixth. And you got Sam Darnold, and they picked up his fifth year option, which they are regretting because now he's going to be an $18 million backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Unless they can find someone, you know, maybe he ends up in Seattle. I don't know. The Panthers then traded in this year's draft, pick 137, a fourth rounder this year, plus a future third to draft Matt Corral. So you think, okay, well, you know, they didn't do anything else in free agency. They didn't make any trades. Then they went and spent more picks on uh, on a rookie quarterback. So it's Darnold and Corral. You know, that may be a bad plan, but that's the plan, it seems like. Now they've traded a conditional fifth round pick for Baker Mayfield. Plus they have the salaries of Mayfield, which, you know, they're only doing five million. But you still, you know, you've got $25 million wrapped up in your quarterback room still. And, and still some questions about what, what that is, how the good that's going to be. But after all these moves, it just really seems like they don't have a plan. They've spent a second, a third, two-fourths, a fifth, and a sixth, and now have this quarterback room of Mayfield and Corral. And the last move was actually as bargain as you can get. But really, I just start questioning the, the Corral one. Is, you know, the, the, the Darnold move was bad. And now, you know, in hindsight, picking up the sure. fifth option, you're like, okay, well, that's awful. And then they just the fourth and the third for Corral, who's clearly like, I, I don't know, let him fall to you at least. I, I just don't understand what the plan was if they were going to go do this Baker Mayfield thing. So I just feel like they're doomed either way because who's running the ship here? Yeah, I, I hear you there. And I'm sure there's some people saying, well, now they're going to win enough games that they're not going to get CJ Stroud or, you know, what, you know, so. Well, and that's, yeah, they could hurt themselves later. And then guess what? Baker Mayfield's a free agent. So Sam Darnold, so you have Matt Corral and that's it going into next year. You got to spend more picks for more money. Mm-hmm. A, a lot to unpack there. And I think you opened the show and I, I agree with this. If this is how you said it, this deal in itself, I think is excellent. You know, 5 million and a conditional mid round pick for the 20th best quarterback in the league considering what you have in a nutshell is a great deal, especially compared to what, well, what they paid for Darnold, what Washington paid for Wentz, what Indy paid for Wentz, what Indy paid for Ryan, you know, like all these guys that have moved lately that aren't superstars. I'm not talking about the Russell Wilson trade, you know, but the, the 15th, the 20th best quarterback guys that people are trying to dig into, well, they got the cheapest one and, Maybe the best one. Who knows? I mean, they're all kind of the same to me if I'm ranking them, but they paid the least for them. Another corral note is this bothers me a little bit because Pickett went and then there was a big gap and then all the other guys kind of went the same. Well, when you look at the draft value chart, Carolina paid more for corral than any other quarterback not named Pickett, but they got the fifth one or the fourth one, you know, like, again, you're overspending it, it, the, again, the, you know, more than you know, if you do the math, it's like you paid more for the fifth, fourth guy than the team that paid for the second guy. Um, I wonder, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I, I just read this today. Since Darnold has been a starter, he has the worst EPA in the entire league. He's the only starting quarterback with a negative EPA. And I don't know a ton about EPA. I need coached up on that. But if you look at any category in the world, he's last. <laughs> you know, there's like not one good thing he's good at. I mean, he's bad at everything. I wonder if they could recoup a little by we'll pay $18 million of Sam's contract. You give us a conditional six, then we'll get him out of here to a team like Buffalo or Kansas city or somewhere he's totally non-threatening and tries to do a Trubisky re- rebuild your career year as you sit, you know? And by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, EPA is expected points added and it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, um, it's an advanced, 
number that is trying to encompass everything that's going on in an offense. And uh, some people say that EPA uh, is too much of what a coach and the rest of the team brings in. So you can't really look at it as like, this is just the quarterback stat, but that's kind of any quarterback stat, right? You know, sure, sure. whether it's QB wins or, you know, quarterback rating, they're, they're all imperfect, but EPA is a pretty good measure of, you know, just one number, one stat. And, you know, how good is that quarterback in that offense? Mm-hmm. Um. Darnold has been bad in every offense. Uh, no matter what metric you use, DVOA, advanced stats, my stupid spreadsheet conversation. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's oh last in every one. Um, I think the Panthers are a contender now, though. And by contender, I don't mean they're better than the Bucks or the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I think they're at that Viking level of the NFC. They could be the sixth seed. They could be the seventh seed. Their O-line really improved. McCaffrey's healthy, at least for now. The defense, to me, is vastly underrated. Another thing I saw today about the defense, only two defenses faced more drives than Carolina's defense, and that that defense's starting average field position was the worst in the league because of Sam Darnold and the awful offense. You know, like, they got no help from the other side of the ball. They don't have a lot of holes right now. A healthy Baker Mayfield is yeah. above the equilibrium of NFL quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, you know, and, and that's that was the big negative on this football team. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall at wide receiver. They just drafted Ekwanu, who what they really needed. So there's Absolutely. your you know, franchise tackle. We'll see how sometimes it takes offensive linemen a little bit of time. So we'll see what he looks like as a rookie. Um, but they've spent resources recently, you know, third rounder as well last year on Brady Christensen, you know, mm-hmm. uh, got Taylor. But on Bozeman's the a starting center and Corbett's yep. a starting um, guard. I mean, they have mm-hmm. three new starters on a, what was a terrible line and Moten's already a good right tackle. Like I think their line will be above average. Yes. Yeah, so if you'd be just average or better offensive line, yeah. Mayfield now a quarterback McCaffrey healthy, you know, we'll see how long that goes. They drafted, uh, you know, Chuba Hubbard last year. They got, you know, some, some bodies there to back him up. And then on defense, Brian Burns, who's one of the more, you know, he's like the DJ more of defense, right? Like nobody gives <laughs> these guys credit yeah. out of Carolina, how good they are. Brian Burns is a, a straight up stud. Uh, they drafted Derek Brown a couple years ago on the interior. You got Etor Gross Matos, and um, I'm a big Shaq Thompson fan. Yeah. Uh, Chin, I think Horn is a chance to be a shutdown corner. Right. They and got so, guys. Yeah, last year they were without Horn the entire year. Their mm-hmm. first round draft picks. You got J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, uh, Dante Jackson. You've got C.J. Henderson, who was a top ten pick that they traded for last year, right before the season yeah. two, and he's your number three corner, right? So um, the defense could be good. The offense could be good. So they could be good, right? As long as Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo don't screw things up. So yeah, um, I mean, I'm thinking nine wins is possible. You know, in that neighborhood. And look, some things bounce great for you. You got 11 wins, mm-hmm. you know right? I mean? and, and maybe they're a seven win team too. But this team should be able to compete now. Quarterback was so important. So the Baker Mayfield move alone, um, I like that they weren't afraid to do a good deal after the you know multiple bad deals they made at quarterback. At least they might have found something this year. And then you know next offseason, we'll talk about the Panthers again, trying to figure out quarterbacks still. Maybe, yeah. And maybe they just re-up Baker Mayfield and they love him and they were a playoff team with him. And they're like, heck, let's go. Let's go with Baker. Yep. And you're right. I mean, when the season ends, all they have is Corral, who they must like. I mean, great. I mean, they paid up for him. We get that. But... They could franchise Baker. They could talk extension with them before the free agency if things go well. Or they could just let him walk and get a third-round comp pick for him. Somebody's going to give him $20 million next year no matter what. I mean, you're going to win in the comp pick game worst-case you know, situation. Or franchise tag him. 
Yeah, right, you know, right, right. Maybe maybe even trade him if a tag and trade situation could pop up, or maybe they just want to see mm-hmm. one more year of him. Um, I mean, they love Corral a year from now. You know, yeah, I mean, yes. we'll see. So it's a good situation. Better and now. The, the, there's Baker also Mayfield, a human element. It also probably saves Matt Rule's job. I mean, yeah, <laughs> better. If they don't play well, he was going to be gone anyway. So, mm-hmm. no, I like it. All right. So that is the Panthers side of things. Let's get to the Cleveland Browns side of things, what they do now and what this deal looks like for them currently. Uh, first, I want to let the folks out there know about rockauto.com. If you've got a um, a car that resembles some NFL franchises that you know needs some work, maybe, uh, you can go spend the equivalent of a future conditional fifth-round pick at rockauto.com and get yourself you know, a starting caliber part for your car it's amazing the the stock that rock auto has like they can carry everything and it's just impossible for your chain store or car dealership to have all of these items in stock like rockauto.com and when you go to that chain store you're paying 50 percent, even 100 percent more for the same exact parts and who knows if they have it in stock how long you got to wait you go to your dealership to get it fixed and you don't have a car for a week and you're paying hundreds of extra dollars in labor when you could probably fix your car yourself as i found out recently when i went to rockauto.com got a part for 40 bucks a fender flare that popped off on the freeway when who knows hundreds of dollars and and days weeks later it might have taken me to fix my car if i went the traditional car dealership route and just took my car in so go to rockauto.com right now, a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for do-it-yourselfers and professionals alike. Everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, uh, wiper blades, jumper cables, uh, fender flares, you know, big parts, small parts. If you are a car guy, oh my God, rockauto.com is the place for you as well. So go explore their easy-to-use website today, rockauto.com right now check them all out check out the parts available for your car or truck and man they will have your parts in stock it's pretty amazing right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com the cleveland browns 10.5 million in dead money from this baker mayfield contract just to see him go and get a little something for him this was basically okay this is the best we can do yep. because the other alternative was just release him and eat all, eat all 18 million so they got at least you know eight million cut off of that salary that they had to take care of themselves it was dead money so now it's 10 and a half dead instead of almost 19 million in dead money for baker mayfield and they got a conditional pick in 2024 which might be a mid-round player who knows who that ends up being for them but it was better than nothing better than paying the entire salary not a great deal this whole thing has been handled awfully by the cleveland browns and now they have the guy they thought was going to be a backup quarterback and the guy they thought that was going to be a third string quarterback and probably not even make the roster jacoby Brissett and joshua dobbs are their quarterbacks now what for the cleveland browns matt yeah i mean as it stands right now they're spending about $65 million this year on quarterbacks. And I think they'll have the worst or second worst opening day quarterback in the league. That in itself isn't so great, folks. <laughs> you know, I mean, $65 million for Jacoby Brissett to take the opening day center, uh, snap is a real problem. Um, I think Brissett's a really high-end backup. I'm a Brissett fan, but he's not as good as Mayfield. I mean, he's not certainly nearly as good as Watson. Um, So I think they need to know the Watson situation before any other steps are made. And I'm going to bring up Jimmy. I mean, 
I'm I have mixed feelings about that because they have a ton of cap space still this year, and then their cap is a disaster going forward. They can afford to put Jimmy in this year's cap. He's the only candidate that I see that is an upgrade or worth it. Or do you kind of punt the season and say, I don't want to give up any more picks. I, I, I've already given up a lot for these guys. I'm going to trade Kareem Hunt for a fifth and or a fourth and just you know lick my wounds and wait till Deshaun comes back. But that doesn't do that much good either because your first round pick belongs to Houston, you know. So it's not like you're going to get Will Anderson out of the deal, you know. I mean, so my bet, and I'm not even sure if I condone this or not, is Jimmy somehow ends up in Cleveland after a ruling of Deshaun being suspended for the year. Because if it's 10 games or 12, you can't have Jimmy Brissett and Watson all in the same quarterback room. So I think Watson will get a year or more, or at least he'll get a year. And then they'll trade for Jimmy, and then they'll run the ball, and they'll win seven games. And that's where the indefinite suspension comes in, too, because yeah, yeah. levy that suspension sooner, allow everyone to know what the heck is going on, and basically everyone would know Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. And mm-hmm. would, You have to know that first, though. Right, that would be that for now. They can't go make a deal for Jimmy and then all of a sudden have Watson come back in week four or something like that. Because right, if it was right. a four-week thing, a six-week thing, I think we all know it's not going to be that though. Like, do, do they even need to wait? I guess they, they probably know hope and maybe there'll be, you know, so maybe this thing has to go a little bit longer. The question is from the 49ers side, do they allow Jimmy to come to camp? If it does last another three weeks or mm-hmm. once he's cleared, do they just release Jimmy and let him go figure out his next home on his own? And I think money wise, it would end up being the same because either way, Jimmy's people would negotiate with Cleveland's people and they would come out to the same conclusion probably, but Jimmy would probably rather if he's going to end up somewhere, Rather it be a little bit of a trade, and that way he can negotiate from twenty five million instead of being a free agent. Where it's like, well, mm. we're the only team left, so here's four million dollars. You know, yeah, there's one starting spot left. It's yours, yeah. but you're not going to pay much. Here's some mediocre backup quarterback money, and mm-hmm. good luck if you don't want to take it. But if he's already got a contract, maybe they can negotiate something. Maybe Cleveland can send some money back to the 49ers. What about Kareem Hunt to the 49ers? Yeah, What's I've about- heard that. I mean, who says no if it's just straight up? That was brought that was brought up to me uh, on actually today's Locked On 49ers podcast that we recorded last night. And it, it makes some sense because six million dollars of salary to offset that, you know, um, you can negotiate your uh, restructure, you know, pay cut, whatever with Jimmy Garoppolo. And he's going to have to make less. He's not going to make twenty five million from anyone, whether it's 49ers, Browns or whoever, you know, whether right. he's traded or cut. Um, the 49ers could get a, a, a running back, you know, which Kyle Shanahan upgrade to me, by the way, Kareem Hunt and Kyle Shanahan's offense. Where's that in your fantasy? My fantasy, he's going like first round turn. Seriously, he's right? Like all of yeah. a sudden is a league winner. Yeah. Um, because he's not behind uh Nick Chubb anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Nick something creative like that, and maybe a trade helps. And I talked about this with the Panthers, where they needed a trade for a quarterback because draft picks would be the way to m- make a team be okay with taking on some of Sam Darnold's salary. And they still weren't even able to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the Panthers are like, oh, we're not trying to trade Sam Darnold. Like, well, nobody's going to trade for Sam Darnold's $18 million. You're basically it, giving him away. Yeah. You know, right. It's kind of an um, Osweiler deal. You know, right. you might have to pay cool. us to take him. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe they can, you know, get get the the Seahawks, maybe, you know, the USC mm-hmm. USC connection with Pete Carroll. Maybe there's a, you know, you know, Carroll didn't coach Sam Darnold, but um I think maybe, it would have to be a lesser version of the Mayfield deal, though. Right. Like we'll eat a big chunk of his salary give us a less pick than we paid for Baker and 
you take Sam, get him out of here, and if he starts 12 games for you, we get a fifth instead of a seventh right. or whatever. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe Sam Darnold is, is willing to take a pay cut like Baker Mayfield did to uh, right. compete for a starting job somewhere else. Maybe he thinks he can beat out Drew Locke and Geno Smith better than he can beat out um, Baker Mayfield, right? Maybe. And so maybe it's a, it's a very similar deal, money going different directions, and the Seahawks only take a few million dollars and, and you know try to resurrect Darnold's career, you know something like that, you know lesser version of the Mayfield deal, still possibility. But um, so real quick, Seattle aside, though, if I'm Darnold, I want to go back up Russell Wilson for a year or Josh Allen, sit on the bench, learn, re, you know, have a good preseason. The Trubisky build, plan, the Trubisky move, right, yeah. right, and you know try to build my reputation back up by not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> As far as Jimmy to the Browns, I think it makes a ton of sense. The Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. are set up much like the 49ers were last year. You've oh, got a, a good capable quarterback. Stefanski's offense, it's the Kubiak Shanahan yep. tree, right? So Jimmy G can walk in, know the terminology, learn the, the other wrinkles of the offense. You're running two tight ends. You've got a defense that you're leaning on. You've got a running game. That's exactly with the same exact quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. That was the um, that was basically the formula for the 49ers making it to the NFC championship game last year. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to win and you've got a window to win and a good roster in Cleveland, go figure out quarterback, right? Even if you have to pay a little bit more and you've got a ton of salary, I'm sure they want to, I'm sure the Browns plan was to, you know, roll all of that 40 plus million dollars into next year's cap so they could pay right. Watson and everybody else. Cause the cap's going to, you know, the, the cap's going up, but their salaries are going to shoot up too. And, and the cap space might be a problem for the Browns next year, but right now they've got enough space. They could take on Jimmy's entire salary. They, they could, they could they don't have to, and they won't have to, but they can fit Jimmy in. So do you want to be better at quarterback? Do you want some competition for Jacoby Brissett? Do you want to roll Brissett and Dobbs this year? It's a big question. I think it's super easy and they should be able to make this thing all work out, whether it's Jimmy's released and just signs with the Browns or they work out some kind of a, you know, a trade for not a ton of compensation. Maybe mm-hmm. some money goes back to the 49ers to offset. Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, re, new newly restructured contract with the Browns, but it makes too much sense. Jimmy to the Browns, and I'm sure the 49ers would rather trade, even if they don't get much back, and it's not really that much of a net gain. I'm sure they'd rather have Jimmy go to Cleveland than if he's released the possibility yeah. of signing with the Seattle Seahawks. Right, and I don't think all of a sudden, boy, Seattle's back there, a powerhouse if they have Jimmy, and the whole West is worried again. I mean, but you don't want him in the West, you know. You know, and right. I, 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 you'd much rather throw him in Cleveland. Even if you think he's not a great quarterback and it's not going to help Seattle that much, you just don't want all that knowledge of your team on yeah, your how you do roster. Right. Yeah. And he's better than what Seattle has. Um, the only sticking point from your Niners standpoint is I would consider, if I were them, waiting, waiting. Maybe Matt Ryan blows out in the, you know, I'm not wishing anything. You know, right. it, 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 maybe well, yeah, so- another opportunity arises a month from now. Knowing that you love Jimmy, that you can win with Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. he's got respect in the locker room. Do you he's hang on the him? boat? Yeah, do you hang on to him into training camp and see if another quarterback gets hurt? All of a sudden, there's big value there for you. Or if you're like, what if Trey Lance turns an ankle, right? Yeah, or right, breaks right. a leg and you know, knock on wood, breaks a leg in training camp or something. Mm-hmm. And if you've already gotten rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, now you're down to Nate Sudfeld. So yeah, you might get a second instead of a fifth. There is some value to that. I don't know if Jimmy himself wants to go through that again and, and would even show up to training camp. I don't so know if that's great for the that, player. I do or... think they need to figure something out the next few weeks unless he's not cleared to throw yet. But once he's cleared to throw, that's really the thing. You know, mm-hmm. we find out tomorrow, Jimmy Garoppolo's cleared. Okay, injury guarantee gone for the 49ers, so they can really just release him. He'll be able to throw for other teams. Maybe we'll see some movement there, but that's the next thing. Jimmy, Jimmy, once Jimmy's cleared, we'll find out what the 49ers' intentions are. They might just release him that day. 
Yeah, I think he'll end up in Cleveland when it's all said and done. Makes sense. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I like it. Okay. Bigger Mayfield trade. I like it. It's fun early July. Training camp hasn't even started, but there's still fireworks, and there might be another domino to fall before teams report to training camp. Of course, Matt and I have got you covered about the league every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Make sure you're checking out the rest of the Locked On NFL channel. The Locked On NFL YouTube channel is the home of Peacock and Williamson. Hit subscribe. Tell a friend. Your team is covered no matter the sport here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.